Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. So I think we can just skip into what we're reading since yeah. we both, well, you just finished and I just started the same book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we've but we don't have to get too into it because we already series. spent like, yeah, 20 minutes talking to each other about that before we hit record. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So what have you started? I started Nona the Ninth, Ninth by Tasman Muir. Am I saying her name correctly? I'm pretty sure. Right. I mean, you listen to the audiobook, so I was hoping you would be able to correct oh, me. Oh, yeah, Tasman Muir. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I like Tasman Muir. I mean, Maureen's finished it, and we're currently in a, <laughs> like, a, a, like a, a sworn to the death uh, pact of no spoilers with another friend of ours who, yes. reads, who is reading the same series. They're... Yes, but you can both message me, obviously, yes. DM me. Yeah, because they're, we all pre-ordered it, and Marie got hers first because she went to the bookstore because your pre-order was weird. Um, my, yeah, my pre-order wasn't going to come, and I was like, no, I need this today. Yeah. Uh, I took a little longer than I meant to to finish it, but the other day I just, like, wasn't ready to finish it, so last night I hunkered down and the fact that you finished, finished it at, like, week. 11. I think it's been, like, very clear. You are a fast reader than I, like, and... I get... I'm not... Like, I don't really consider myself a fast reader, but then again, I... My... My social circle is also, like, fast readers. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I grew up around Yeah, I mean, you're readers. in a Discord with, like, a bunch of fans, and I'm, like... Yes, I'm just sharing these with you, um, And, I mean, I've dabbled in the fandom, but, um... But... Like yeah, I'm probably gonna be reading fan fiction. <laughs> so, Maureen's done with it. Our friend who uh, Burn, who is one of the co-hosts of the podcast Stonehouse Podcast, Stonehouse Podcast, check it out if you like cryptids. Uh, they're about halfway through the audiobook, and and they they're like pacing themselves through it. And then I uh, like just got the physical book because I pre-ordered it on Bookshop. And it took, it didn't take too long. It was like four days. It was, it shipped on Tuesday and it arrived on Friday. Pretty good. That's I, pretty good. I was, tra- I was trapped getting my COVID and flu shot, uh, getting my boosters as I yeah. saw on our ring camera that the delivery arrived. And I was like, Ooh! like, I, cause it said it was going to come at six. So my appointment was at three. So I was like, cool. I'll like, run some errands. And I was like, I gotta get home. And I'm, like, trying to read the book as my brain's slowly dissolving. <laughs> you know, so actually me, so I was supposed to, I, I like to get my books from, you know, local bookstores. Powell's is a local but powerful that, bookstore. Well, that's um, a bookshop, if you guys aren't familiar, uh, purchases from local bookstores. It's an online, yeah, yeah okay. Oh, bookshop. Probably a similar yes. thing as Indie Bound. Yeah, but I I was I was pre-ordering mine from Powell's. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, no, it's not coming. But he's uh, but the the guy I was on the phone with was like, but we're gonna have twenty copies um out on the floor tomorrow. Okay, so, so I guess I sent I my brother for it. Like, well, so I sent uh, I had therapy at ten when they opened. So I didn't plan my life well enough, and so I sent my brother out. I'm like I'm like, I I sent him brother. a picture of the cover of the book. Brother, you I must sent him go. Forth. I, I drew, drew a this map. mission for your sister. I drew a map of the Cedar Mills book, the Cedar Mills Fowl for him, and I'm like, you are, I'm like, you are gonna go, I'm like, you can get yourself an anime book, you can get yourself a manga, a but you cannot, quest. I'm like, but you cannot do anything until you get this book in your hands. In order I'm for like, you I'm to get your reward get this from the quest giver, you must complete the yeah. quest. <laughs> but guess what? They didn't have any. I guess they, I guess they didn't have any at any Powell's. So, so I don't phone guy. I don't know what. I, or I, perhaps I something got mixed up. I we won't blame yeah, Powell's, I but I, I I've worked in customer. I definitely service. won't blame phone guy. It's fine. Yeah, because things I, get mixed up. I found up. out once I, yeah, and I found out once I got out of therapy, and so I um called in sick to work then, into a room, bought a book. <laughs> No, I was already out on a long lunch, and the Barnes and Noble was right down the road. Oh, um, basically on my way home, close enough. 
So I went and snapped in there, and they had it 10% off, so that was kind of nice. Um, and <laughs> I'd actually gone there the previous evening just in case they put it out early. <laughs> just I imagine Maureen's face up against the glass as it's fogging up. That was me for half the week as y'all had your copies, and I'm like, I want to do yeah. that. But I, uh, so I went there, and they're like, no, but it looks like we've got it in back to put it out. And I was like, fine, okay. So I went to the Barnes & Noble and got checked out by the same girl who I asked last <laughs> hey, night, hopefully the she night reads before. It. I don't think she does, but she's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Yeah, I was putting no, it out I- last night, and I was like, oh, I hope she comes. But right, I hope she. Well, I hope this inspires her to. Yeah, that's what I meant. I was like, maybe she'd be like, "Well, my God, if this person's this determined to read it, must must be something." And honestly, it's it's a, it is like I I was telling Maureen I am annotating this book as I'm reading it with a highlighter because I did the Harrow I did like with tabs and I was like I would need to highlight it. It's my book. I can do whatever I want with it. Um, Exactly. Do it. And last time I've got my nice copies coming, so I can do whatever I want. Yeah, I have just been like highlighting passages of Tasman Muir's writing that I just find like mm. delicious like uh <laughs> just mm, yum so it, good soup it I would say the um uh, yeah definitely I will have of course a uh, link to Storygraph which will have all of the um content uh warnings um probably would say this is yeah teen and up like uh maybe older teen and up um yeah if, probably uh, it's just there's um it, there's definitely some gore uh, described. I've read worse gore because I do like horror stuff, but like, yeah, it. You know, your. I hope you know your reading level. So yes, yeah. So just because we're we obviously are impassioned by it, um, if you are a youth, know yourself. <laughs> know yourself. All right. But, um, yeah. Um. I. I'm actually also re. I also finished another book that's not. Lock tomb. If you'd like to hear about that, yeah. Well, uh, I also read. Um, I'm glad my mom died. Oh, oh, I really want to read McCurdy. that. It was really good. It was. I mean, it was um heartbreaking. No. Uh, I, oh, I'm just. I I I'm saying no. I know. I really want to read it. I'm. Yeah. Once I finish, uh, uh, Nona, I kind of want to see if my library has a copy. Yeah, I I did the audiobook, which was read by her, which was really fun. Um. And, I mean, a huge trigger warning for, like, um, eating disorders. Uh, child very, abuse. Very much. Um, and, yeah, like, child abuse. Child endangerment. Like, complex relationship yeah. with a parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, definitely, like, huge for eating disorders. So if that's yeah. something that you struggle with, maybe, you know. Once again, I will it. have Storygraph li- uh, uh, linked in the yeah. description, which will have everything very detailed and something i like about storygraph i don't know if i mentioned is they list it by levels like if something is um like graphic moderate or minor so um yeah you know even if something like uh i know triggers don't care about (laughs) your brain so even if just like the mention of something might set you off um most and, and it's reader submitted and also sometimes publisher submitted so it's a, a good mix from folks mm-hmm. um yeah it was good i enjoyed it yeah that actually ties into the thing i was gonna mention i i wish i could listen to audiobooks but i realize it's the same thing with book podcasts unless i'm driving which i've only like recently started commuting with work again, <laughs> right i yeah. like will realize i've been listening to I've I've been listening for like thirty minutes and haven't actually taken any of it in, and I'm like God. So I just know the last audiobook I listened to was when I it was like a couple chapters of a crime novel my dad was listening to uh, when he drove me home after my car broke down in Wisconsin, and I was just like, because oh, it's this I don't remember I will try to Google it after, but it's this author who does murder mysteries set in Minnesota, and it's fun because oh. it's very local based. So they'll like mention something, and, and we're like, oh, like pointing and being like, well, I go, I've been there. Oh my god, they found the body where I went fishing in that river, and it's like, I, <laughs> I don't think any of the crimes are like at least the ones the one we were listening to, like not even the town was real. Um, so mm-hmm. obviously there's been like crimes in Minnesota, but it's, it was, it's interesting. It's very much a, a dad book, but dad book. He, he drives a lot. So he loves audiobooks. And he was like, you know, if you want to get, uh, 
know why I'm doing that voice. Um, he told me if I wanted that to get voice. Audible again to let him know because he would give me his sub credits. <laughs> I tried to get Audible again and then I, it was not great. Um, but then Burn came through for me, Claude. Burn, burn. Um, let's start the podcast. Let's start the podcast because I'm Ember Hart. And I'm Tangle Time. And this is Warrior Cat. What is that? Um, I should mention, um, real quick, actually, sorry, uh, folks, this episode is going to be coming out on the, um, 28th of September, and the 30th of September this year is International Podcast Day. Oh! Um, So, uh, we will, on Twitter, we'll be recommending some of our favorite podcasts, um, probably posting on Instagram as well, uh, but this is a great time to you know talk to someone about a podcast you like even if it's not ours you know uh, yeah. we love we like making our podcast we like listening to podcasts so Heck uh, yeah. yeah happy international uh podcast day in two days <laughs> yeah happy <laughs> um last episode last episode what what did, did we what happened i remember I recall. Do you? Um, no, because I didn't write the description yet. Um, well, we we were in River Clan for a little bit. We we um we we made we saved a lot of the cats, but some still passed away. Unfortunately, a baby died. A baby died. Um, and we missed our date. <laughs> But yes. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, oh dang diddly. Shoot. Shucks. We missed our date. Um, but we did save lives. Yeah. So. Which is, and we mentioned that we wouldn't rather be doing anything else with our lives. So, like, I don't think about that. And, and we discussed kind of like the, uh, how this rule is like, yes, we understand kind of why. And, but it's like, just because one cat couldn't handle it. Reasons. But, if, if this is the case, then leaders shouldn't be able to have families. Right? Like, Although deputies we shouldn't do, be able to have families. Like, we, we do be able to... Well, remember, that almost cost Blue Star. Her. Yeah, but if after she was a leader... Honestly, that was, like, sexism, because... Yeah, yeah, honestly. We're gonna, we're gonna cover that more in Sky Clan's Destiny, um... Which is a Sky Clan super novel. Yeah. I'm just saying, so, if, like, if it's no, such an it's issue, dumb. the rule shouldn't be, uh, you can't be, like, or I'm sure, uh, I'm saying, the rule shouldn't be you can't be a medicine cat if you have a mate, and also there shouldn't be an unwritten rule that you can't, like, be a deputy leader if you are a woman who could become pregnant. Like, there should be an official rule that says if you are a medicine cat leader, deputy, etc., who may have children, uh, there must be at least one nursing queen in the clan. Or, you know, make sure Line you it up, ladies. Deputy. Let's get these moon cycles aligned. <laughs> or, like, or like, what's a deputy for if not to, you know, cover you while you're right. nursing a little? And then, you know... And it's not it's like not... they have prophylactic, prophylactics. Like, they can't... Contr- they don't have contraception. Like, no. they can't really control it like blue star could have, gonna, she, she was too I'm depressed she could have had kids i'm gonna take meetings in here while i'm breastfeeding and you're gonna deal with it right and it's not like yes at first they need a little bit of time to recovery because like giving birth is hard but like cats bounce back fairly quickly like quicker yeah. than humans do like after a human people give birth it's a lot um depending also on how they give birth like you know sometimes it's yeah. a full-on surgery um uh 
I mean, it, it's it's already pretty wild if you do it the traditional way too. But um, yeah, it, it's 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 a lot no matter how you go about it. But like cats are literally designed to like give birth and then we gotta go sometimes. <laughs> like anyway, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, ugh. what else did uh, did we? We met Tawny we hung out in Squirrel Flight. Yeah, and Tawny Pelt. And yeah, and Tawny Pelt. And Squirrel Flight's like, I'll do any for you, anything for you. And we got like, we had, we had some, like, it was like a little bit of a, um, a girl time. It was, it was welcome, got, say goodbye to Boy Island and welcome to Woman Wonderland. Oh, like, yes. Oh, because these aren't gals, these are adult women. <laughs> Yeah. You can make their own choices, even if they're bad. Leap pool. Leap pool. <laughs> and if everyone judges you, squirrel flight. I'm so sorry, girl. I don't know why everyone's I'm such a so hater. Sorry, girl. <laughs> um Alright, so we just found Firestar. We just raced into camp and found Firestar. Yeah, we're like dad, 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 dad. Dad. And then we run out. Can you I bet Squirrel Flight's done that at least once? Oh for sure. And then, and then Sandstorm was like, if you ever do that again, I will make sure that no apprentice ever does tick duty. It will be you until you die. And she's like, okay. okay. Emergencies aren't a joke. But this one is. So she tells him about seeing Tawny Pelt and says they're being terrorized by those kitty pets. And she told Tawny Pelt they would come help. Dustpelt growls that she had no business telling her any such thing. Which uh, is, I guess, maybe true, but also. Uh, Dustpelt, I, I appreciate Dustpelt's always, like, he's he's usually gruff about it, and don't get me wrong, he, he's, he's ignorant in a lot of the ways, but mm-hmm. his, a lot of his, like, mm, comes from caring for the clan. That's the one thing about Dustpelt. Yes. Is, yes, he's done some stuff in the past that did not come from caring from the clan. But, but he's wrong. Like, yes. Nowadays, it's like, he's like, why would we promise that? Did you just not see what happened with Wind Clan? They hate us <laughs> <Right>. now. <laughs> well, Scrawflight bristles, but Firestar gestures for her to keep quiet. He wants to be allied with Shadow Clan? Well, Firestar says each clan should fend for themselves, but. They all came together when two legs destroyed their homes anyways. Queen Cape is leading her life. So he'll let them help? Squirrelflight asks eagerly. And she adds for him to remember that she saw that tabby in their territory first. So they could cause them trouble too if they don't stop them. Yeah. This, Despot, this could be an us problem. He's like, you guys, you keep, you guys keep saying the fact that I don't give you the mouse first dibs is could be a clan problem. <laughs> Stop <laughs> trying to twist this. Well, um, I'll go. I'll, oh. uh, well, quick, quick correction for the record. I think in the past we said Tawny Pelt. If she, if we're you know in our mall AU, um, she was like working at uh uh Annie's Pretzels or Auntie Annie's. Um, no Jamba Juice. It was Jamba Juice. Jamba Juice. I. I actually want to correct the record because I don't think Jamba Juice, it is a pretty lawless uh, place, but I think we need somewhere like a little more like um, uh, shoehorned to be evil. Um, it's an arcade. <laughs> That's where. It's an arcade? You can't. You, people do dark things in our mall arcades. Okay, but how about the Hot Topic? That place is scary. But the workers are nice. That's true. Like, but Shadow I mean, Plan isn't at least... bad. Who? Shadow Clan's not bad. No, I know, but like, okay. yeah, okay, fair. like, like I know they're not bad, but like, oh, who's might be evil? Well, yeah, it's like who might be evil? It's obviously the hot topic workers. It's... Have you seen those gauges? That's actually they're pretty nice. But I'm saying the arcade like is an evil place where there are people that are just trapped there. I'm just trying to survive. No, fair, I'm just here to fair. do my nine to five. Please, okay. why is there vomit there? Tawny fell at the arcade. Poor thing. Oh yeah, Tawny felt like behind, like texting. She does not care. A kid oh, yeah. broke his wrist, and she's like, "Cool, ripping." That's not my problem. On it. I got Neosporin. She has a first aid kit. She just throws it at them. It's like a plastic. She's like, one. It's, it's mostly like gone. It's all expired. 
She's like, I don't know. Go find like a mall cop. Maybe he can help you. I think we have pay phones around the corner. Yeah. Right. I'll Walk go. Into the woods and die. <laughs> Squirrelfly jumps when Brambleclaw speaks. Firestar hasn't said any cat is going yet. Oh and my Dustclaw's... god. He's clinging to the ceiling, isn't he? Ha! Dustclaw says he not he's not sure they should. They're still recovering from their journey, and one of their medicine cats is still away helping another clan. Hey. Firestar can't wow. take every cat's troubles onto his shoulders. Hey, Brambleclaw, come here. I pull him over forcefully. Did you just see how Dustpelt managed to critique something without being a hater? Like, without being an unmitigated jerkwad? Like, he brought up take fair. Take notes. He, yeah, like, take notes. Literally just don't talk anymore. And if you think about saying something, whisper it into Dustpelt's ear and see what and he let him has hit to say. You for us. <laughs> let him hate you for yeah, us. Yeah, let Dustpelt be like, why would you say I hate women <laughs> before you say I don't think this is a good idea? Your mom is still alive. Go, what the heck, dude? Goldenflower's like, I'm too busy hanging out with my BFF to, to hang out with my terrible son. Oh, oh my god, Brambleclaw's the mall cop. I thought he worked at Barnes and Nobles with Squirrelfly, but has he become a mall cop? Yeah, because she's the manager now. And, oh. well, and so, but he still manages to terrorize her. Because he's oh, like, yeah, I obviously. heard the alarm go off. Why aren't you dealing with these uh, uh, shoplifters? And she was like, someone's kid accidentally swiped a bookmark. Do you want to arrest the three-year-old? Be my guest. Oh, wait, you can't because you're not legally allowed to. You're not a real police officer. <gasps> Man, I'm all I you so just keep growing. I love to say you. Anyway, let's get the book. Well, so Firestar can't take on every cat's troubles onto his shoulders. No, but, but we can try. <laughs> Sandstorm points out. This is Sandstorm. Sandstorm says he can try. Yeah, because she she knows her man. She knows what well, he's capable of. She gives Dustpelt right, a long stare. An apprentice was killed. What if that had been Birchpaw? And this silences Dustpelt. Wait. By the kitty pets? Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. right. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Wait, like, how did Sandstorm know that? Oh, we got the details oh, from... Yeah. Squirrel fight. Sorry. Squirrel fight I was just... I'm catching up. I'm slow today. <laughs> Sandstorm, Then you'll bro. send a patrol, Brambleclaw asks. Tawny Pelt is his sister. He'd fight Star Clan for her. Never mind a couple kitty pets. And, hey, Brambleclaw, maybe keep this in the back of your mind for everything. How much you would do for your sister. Just oh, think about that. I don't like that. I don't like what you are implying there. If he so chooses Hawkfrost over Tawny Pelt, I will take him out back and make sure he doesn't walk out of the woods. You will never see Brambleclaw again. If he if he- I am- everyone, I'm putting this on the record now. You all can hold me to this. If he chooses Hawkfrost over Tawny Pelt, don't ever mention him to me again. Alright. He will have to do a lot of a lot of extracurricular, a lot of extra credit to ever make that up to me. If that happens. If you if I don't Well, so would I, Squirrel Flight says. They journey with Tawny Pelt. They can't ignore this. She's cuter than you. She's so much cuter. Brambleclaw's eyes narrow as he focuses on something behind her. Ashfur comes up to her. Uh, yeah, I was like, it's gonna be Ashfur. He touches her muffler with his nose. He sees that they have to help ShadowClan write, Squirrelflight says, and worried he'd disapprove. Ashfur's like, I just got here, what? I'm just kidding, I know he was listening. Ashfur says he understands why she feels that way. She's loyal to her friend. And he wouldn't want her to be anything else. Correct answer, sir. I'm just like pursing my lips and looking at Brambleclaw. 
Scorflight purrs and presses herself against Ash for his shoulder, aware of Brambleclaw standing rigid on her side. Why is he being so bitter? You guys broke up. You, you, you let that ship leave the port. Yeah, Brambleclaw, that was on had your chance, King. If she ends up moving on, I, I'm not gonna fight for it. And you have absolutely nothing to say. She might have ended it, but that does not mean that you can throw a hissy fit about it. Because you definitely did not try to save it. Very well, Firestar says. Brambleclaw can lead the patrol, but he needs to speak to Blackstar before they do anything. And come back if he doesn't want you on his territory. Understood. Imagine Blackstar is just like, why are there so many cats in my territory? He just like comes out with knives. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he would. He's like, this literally stop. Well, Brambleclaw says, yes, Firestar. Squirrelflight, you'd better join him, Firestar says. She'll just go anyways, so she may as well have permission. <laughs> Did he Word. say that? Yeah, that's what Firestar said. He's like, I know you're gonna go, so I'm just gonna give you permission right now to go. <laughs> And I think this is what I'm going to do going forward. <laughs> this is my new parenting that... style. You know what? We love uh, a self-aware king. Yeah. <laughs> or at least like, a squirrel flight aware quick king. Yeah. He's like, I love you and you're going to do this anyway. So I'm going to tell you to do this too. Well, squirrel flight thanks him for that. Thanks, Dad. And also not allowing Brambleclaw to not choose her because she'd go anyways. So let's yeah, not because he would that probably fight. do it out of like I don't know bitterness because she yeah. uh, has a new kind of bow and he's like why why can't you let me why why don't you like he just what he he like sorry I just like something clicked in my brain he yeah. wants to be able to critique her for every misstep she makes while never allowing her to critique him. No, and she doesn't want to. She doesn't need to. She's trying to be cordial. Right. No, I'm, I'm talking about like the well, like, start I know, exactly. of their I know, issues. Exactly. Yeah. It's, and I know like a lot of that is his internal issues is like his, you know, his like, Jekyll part of his brain is like, or his Hyde part of his brain is like, eh, everyone thinks you're your evil dad, even your girlfriend. And like, that's like feeding into it and like making him bitter, Probably. but also, God, that's it's just a like, problem. and maybe critique isn't the right word, but. No, I, I mean, what? he's just straight up being nasty to her all the time. And it's like, how are you gonna, hey, bud? king bro you don't deserve the king title actually snatch you've actually taken that away jester um how are you ever gonna be like a deputy or god forbid a leader if you don't ever listen to the other people in the clan that you disagree with yeah or the ones you don't like like i would say that's something all clan leaders struggle with um but we've yeah. seen it more so that the bad clan leaders uh don't take any critique <laughs> yeah hey so yeah you might you might like have beef with folks but like firestar legitimately um like had the crap almost beat out of him by Longtail when he like the first day he was here actually he his best friend be- stay behind his best friend almost beat the crap well, out yeah, of him. That too. But, like, and, like, they did not have a great relationship. Him and, him and, uh, Dustbelt had a pretty, yeah. uh, like, uh, hard time at first. But yeah. look, look at him treating all of these people at least with respect. Yeah, and I mean, Dustbelt calls him out on his stuff all the time. You know, mm-hmm. Dustpal is usually one of the first people to disagree with him. And, you and, know what? and sometimes Dustpal doesn't do it in a polite way. Sometimes Dustpal is like a big old jerk about it. But at the same time, Firestar. Yep, Firestar listens. Firestar takes it into account. Firestar is polite. Because and honestly, he's, he's been pretty consistent about that, about listening to all perspectives. Yeah. 
without yes, yes. without being like overly forgiving, I should say. Yes. Anyway. Let's the go. Firestar tells Brambleclaw to pick a few more cats and leave at once. Yeehaw. Ash Ashfur volunteers, but Firestar Firestar. Ashfur volunteers, but Firestar tells him no. He promised to take Birchclaw hunting, and he doesn't oh. want to disappoint him. Right, I'm a dad now. Oh, man. Little Squirrel Flight kind of figured Brambleclaw wasn't gonna choose Ashfur anyways. Good thing, good thing Firestar gave them a casual out. <laughs> yeah. Sandstorm's well, Ash- in the back, like, I told him to do that. <laughs> yeah, just like... I told him to not let those three be together. Well, Ashford I says wanted all of them supposes... to come back in one piece. <laughs> Ashford says he supposes it's no good telling her to be careful. And Squirrelflight touches his shoulder with the tip of her tail. Don't worry about me, she says. I'll be fine. They're gonna make sure those kitty pets wish they never even heard of the clans. I'm just like yeah. staring at Bramble being like, Man, that looks fun, doesn't it? <laughs> Say something! Say something! I dare you! So Brambleclaw reappears with Brackenfur, Thornclaw, Cloudtail, and Rainwhisker. Ashfur calls out good luck. Once they're through the tunnel, Squirrelflight joined Brambleclaw at the lead of the patrol. She says Tawnypelt should be waiting where she left her. She can take them to Blackstar, and Brambleclaw tells her to lead the way. He keeps pace with her as they trot through the trees. They don't run. They need to be ready to fight. Want to hit me with a cat fact? Okay, they're getting along. I don't trust that. Yeah. Not getting along, but the fact that no one's killed anyone yet is interesting. Bramblecall told her to lead the way. I know. I'm. That's weirdly generous of him. Yeah, what's happening? <laughs> okay. Um, all right, folks. So we are going to be wrapping up for now, uh, Cat World Records again, um, Cat Records Revisited, um, for our cat facts. Uh, and there are some other, like, cat-related records I've, like, maybe not mentioned, so of course, and there's going to be new ones. So, (laughs) uh, that's kind of how world records work. So, you know. We might revisit this in two, three years. Um, but for this one, I wanted to go into something a bit controversial. <gasps> so I know that some people very fairly critique the Guinness World Records, uh, appropriately so, because they have some questionable business practices and the whole application okay. process, how it works. And, and I understand folks not liking them because they are like a a company their business um yeah but one thing i did find respectable um in its history the guinness world records have retired or as they phrase it no longer monitor some records uh for good reasons and they also have guidelines on what they do not accept for records in their applications um and i know Mm -hmm. capitalism they don't want to get sued etc like i understand that (laughs) um yeah but it's good to know uh, they will not recognize things like um, things that could be harmful to the environment, like the most balloons released mm-hmm. at once. or Oh, that is good. Things that could endanger children. Um, they word it in their guidelines that they do not allow endurance tests for 16 and under. So, like, a mm-hmm. five-year-old can't run three marathons because <sighs> that is child endangerment. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, they're not going to get anything for that because don't. Um and most significant for us today, heaviest animal weights. Oh. I should say individual animal weights. Um, so this is an interesting one. Uh, as like some records have been kept in the past that the Guinness World Records like ones did like publish and print, but they did they eventually decided to stop. Um, like some the reasons to stop is very straightforward once you consider it. Like, they don't want to encourage folks to overfeed their pets or animals, which overall yeah. brings down their quality of life. And I know animals can be overweight, and believe me, I'm trying to help Hobbit lose two pounds, and it's 
struggle for us all. Um, <laughs> but I, I did think it's good that Guinness Scroll Records doesn't actively encourage it. Uh, but they did want yeah. to record it. Um, oh. The last Guinness uh, recognized baddest cat was in 1986. Hemi was a male tabby from Red Lynch, Queensland in Australia, uh, owned by Thomas Weiss, and he weighed, you want to guess, Maureen? 32 pounds. He weighed 46 pounds and 15 and a half ounces. Uh, that oh is 20... Gosh. <laughs> that is 21.3 kilograms. Like, okay, so... Point- just a- Five ounces, that's nearly another pound. I know, uh, but that's just the specific weight that I want to know. To, to put it in perspective, um, the average cat weighs from like 8 to 11 pounds, so he was almost five cats worth of weight. Wow. Um, and I do have a photo. He was a big boy. Uh, a big apparently... Boy. He had to be transported via a wheelbarrow. Oh my gosh. And well, yeah, I guess I couldn't carry around a 40. No. Well, could, could you give me that poundage again? 42? Uh, 46 point. So 47. Oh. Yeah, pretty much 47 pounds. My gosh. Yeah. I can't like, carry that's, that around. That's like, like, I could lift that onto a table, but I'm not going to, like, take it. I'm not going like, to carry that's it like, long distance. That's, yeah. Um,. I really, I don't know much about Hemi's life, um, or about his owner or how he came to be like that. Um, from the photo I found of him, it appears that Thomas Vice is an older gentleman, and I, I personally doubt he did it on purpose. Like cats yeah. get overfed, things happen, and in the photo he has another cat with him that's like a regular size cat. Um, oh, and 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 Hemi was neutered, so like. He was cared for, and he was 10 when he passed away. So okay. that's, you know, that's pretty that's pretty young for a cat, but also it's not, yeah. like, super young for a cat. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's a possibility there maybe something medical was happening. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, um, he could have had, like, hyperthyroidism or something. It seems that Red Lynch, from the very basic, it might be kind of smaller, maybe more rural. I'm not sure. Don't quote yeah. me. Yeah. Who knows, and who knows what the situation with Thomas was, what his access to help was. Um, so, I I did, like, try uh, to find more, but, like, due to the date of the record and the fact that the record is retired, I don't think, like, people are covering this. And um, if you are from Red Lynch in Queensland and can pop over to the local archives and see if anyone did interview Mr. Vice, please, uh, you'd be my hero. Um as I mentioned, Hemi did pass away in 1986, the year he got the record. Not a bad lifespan yeah. for such a big, big man. Um, yeah. And Hemi kept his record, um, as I believe uh, the Guinness World Record said, thankfully, he was unchallenged, until uh, 1998, uh, when rather than allowing another cat to dethrone him, uh, Guinness World Records decided they would just no longer recognize that you know they're like we're not you guys can't break this record yeah we're gonna get rid of it entirely um and you shouldn't break that record please god uh they do uh to clarify um they do still monitor like breed sizes like which dog breed tends to be the largest okay yeah individual animals so like horses cat breeds are a little eh, but you know um they, they basically said we don't recognize individual like animals um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And I did want to mention, there's been some heavyweights that have come yeah. close uh, over the years to um, <laughs> dethroning uh, him. And I just wanted to say briefly, uh, one story that sort of, like, squeezed my heart was that of Prince Chunk. Um, <laughs> yeah, in 2008, an allegedly 44-pound uh, cat. Uh, that's about 20 kilograms, um, mm-hmm. was found on the streets of New Jersey, um, which the shelter workers nicknamed him Captain Chunk. 
Um, and after investigation, they found out that he was actually abandoned by an elderly woman whose Aww. house was foreclosing and she could no longer afford to care for him. Um, obviously, that's a really difficult situation to be in. I can't say yeah. I really condone her actions to like, but also I don't know the situation. Perhaps she had no way of dropping him off and yeah. Yeah. So, I'm not going to judge it. It's an impossibly hard situation when people are put in that sort of thing. So I, I can't judge it at all. Um, yeah. Uh, and But they found that his name was actually Powder. <laughs> but his his name actually stuck because when he got adopted, uh, his new um, owners decided to name him Prince Chunk. So it was slightly more regal Aww. rather than Captain Chunk. They were like Prince Chunk. Um, and, and the reason why the 44 pounds is kind of why I said allegedly is because there's a little bit of a weird discrepancy. Uh, like when they found him, like the, the shelter workers were like, oh my God, he's 44 pounds. Um, which is very close to the world record or the retired world record. Um, yeah. but he was found in, uh, July and then adopted in August. And when his new owners like brought him to the vet. He was only 22 pounds. Oh. And I know you can, like, lose weight, like, very swiftly, especially when you're, like, overweight into the extreme. Um, yeah. But, like, I'm, and I'm not a vet. And I don't know about cats, even. Like, and I don't, but I really just don't know losing half of your body mass in one month is, like, possible without being, like, very dangerous. <laughs> but. Yeah. Uh. But it ends up, like, the, the when the shelter was asked, they were like, what? Like, they were confused. Like, they, but they weren't able to find, like, re, they weren't able to confirm, like, like, the record. Because huh. they didn't, like, you know, they probably just wrote it down on, you know, this is 2008. They probably just had a, a like, a, a, a piece of paper that they recorded um, when they yeah. were talking it out. So they, they were very confused <laughs> about the discrepancy. And it was kind of like, oh, well, you know, he's... 22 pounds is a lot more, like, easier to combat, I would say. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll accept it. Um, and uh, either way, uh, the Demiotti family uh, was the ones who ended up uh, adopting him. Um, he passed away uh, two years later in 2010. And I should mention, Aww. he was originally, he, he originally uh, was born in 1998. So he was 12 oh. years old. And... You know, uh, he only was without a home for one month in the end. Yeah. So as as, as terrible as the situation uh, uh, Prince Chunk Powder went through, uh, he was loved, you know. Yes. By not only, um, you know, like I said, the family that adopted him, but the shelter workers and, and you know, the, the owner who originally um, had him, who, who was put in that really unfortunate situation. So, yeah. And... One last thing, the part that, like, made me, like, my heart really happy, um, the Diamani family, or Dimiani, they started a charity, a non-profit, um, in 2009, uh, that was called the Prince Chunk Foundation, um, and it was aimed to help folks in dire financial situations keep their pets, uh, fed with free food and vet care, um, and I thought that was really sweet, especially at that time, it was, um, a recession in the U.S., um, I... I did try to find it so I could link it, but it looks like it no longer exists. Um, like their website wasn't, um, or like the registration as a nonprofit, like has expired. Yeah. So I'm, I imagine that's a lot to take on, even if you have a lot of support. So, yeah. Especially during a very financially hard time in the U.S. But I do think it was a very, um, kind thing that they did. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's a, not a world record, but anymore, but it once was. Um, and that I just wanted to talk about that and just a little bit of the, the and there's there's other ones that they stopped recognizing. It's very interesting. It will be linked in um, the description if you want to check out other things Guinness World Records. Um, oh, cool. No longer reports because it's actually a pretty interesting. More, uh, what's it called? Rabbit hole. <laughs> Alright, you ready? Mm-hmm. So Thornclaw asked, what's the plan? 
Brambleclaw tells him there isn't one. They'll tell Blackstar they're here to help and willing to do what he wants. If he wants them to stay, they'll work out a plan with him and his warriors. So He better not the... be, like, doing the thing where rather than arguing with someone, they just go along with everything you say to be like... <laughs> no, this was Thornclaw who asked. So. No, I meant, I meant Brambleclaw. No, I know, I know. But... No, it's more like, it's more like, well, we haven't been actually formally invited to help, so... Yeah, like... If we're gonna make a plan, we'll let them help make a plan. Who's the deputy in ShadowClan right now? Russet Fur. Okay. Have we... Oh. I think uh, her and Mistyfoot had a really nice uh, time together. Um, but that's just in my, my head canon. They went, they went down to the lake together, and I like that. Oh, right. Okay. Those gals, yeah. Uh, I was just <laughs> like, I didn't know if we knew anything about Russet Fur, but okay. She's pretty cool. I like Russet Fur. Yeah, and and also it would have been it would have been a reason I brought that up is if like Russet Fur or Blackstar had broached them, which Blackstar would have never. Um, yeah, it would have been uh, meant something else, but uh, yeah, Tawny Pelt being like, please, <laughs> isn't a formal invitation. Yeah, well, Tawny Pelt is waiting by the border. She sprang to her paws, relief in her eyes when she sees her brother and the strong force of cats behind him. Oh. Mm. The two touch noses and Brambleclaw tells her to take them to Blackstar. You don't deserve her as a sister. No. Tawny Pelt leads the way deeper into ShadowClan territory, and when they come to the camp, Squirrelflight doesn't see any cats, but the scent of fear and injury takes her breath away. They're like, they've dug holes in the thicket. The branches rustle and Blackstar appears. He bounds up to them, fur bristling. What's going on, he demands. Thunderplant cats in his territory? What does Tawny Pelt know about this? I invited them. Whoops. <coughs> Tawny Pelt dips her head to her leader. She tells him that Squirrel Flight helped her fight off a kitty pet, and she told them about their troubles, and they brought a Thunderclan patrol to help them. It's like, if I could eat you, I would. Actually, I still a growl, could. A growl arises in Blackstar's throat. She told a warrior from another clan about our clan's problems. Yeah, because I was actually getting the crap beat out of me. Tawny it Pelt kind of stares. came up in the conversation. I'm sorry. Tawny Pelt stares at him without flinching. I told Squirrel Flight, she says. She's a friend. And Tawny Pelt's my sister, Brambleclaw adds, stepping up beside her. Okay, well, that's not, like, that's a, just a fact, dude. Yeah. Um, Blackstar sniffs contemptuously. I do like- Tawny Pelt's- hmm? Sorry, along with, like, Brambleclaw being a jerk, I like that one of the big sticking points of this arc is the power of friendship, but as, like, people's prejudice against it. <laughs> Tawny Pelt's first loyalty is to her clan, or it should be. Tawny Pelt bristles. Blackstar, she says, she's never given him any reason to doubt her loyalty. And she expects him to believe that when she's brought these warriors straight to their camp. Thornclaw says they'll turn around and go home if he wants. Bye, I don't want to be here either, man. <laughs> Don't be a fool, Blackstar. It's Cedarheart. He scrambles up to his leader's side. They can't deal with this by themselves. And Rowanclaw says he's right. Those kitty pets killed his apprentice. He'd welcome any cat to help him rip out their entrails. Cedarheart. That's a cool name. Um, Cedarheart's a pretty cool name. Is he a boy? Yes. Is he... Are you and Blackstar, like... I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know something about that phrase. Like, and if and if Blackstar allows it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You can't change my mind, guys. I I just okay. need a, I doesn't take much. I'm. No, I it doesn't was, take much. I was on the in. I was I was a girl on the internet in like 2010 plus. Like, 
Yeah. We it doesn't take much. We are a different breed. <laughs> Blackstar hesitates for a moment before giving in. He tells Cedarheart to fetch Russetfur. They'll send a patrol to the two-leg nest with the Thunderclan warriors. Did you kiss him on the mouth? <laughs> he did, actually. I uh, left that part out, but yeah. Oh my did. god! Um. <laughs> I, but it's funny, because, like, we really don't know too much. I mean, we might know because of other, like, novellas, but, like, we don't know a lot about, like, who's mates with who in these other clans. So, whatever I could, <laughs> whatever I say, like, could be canon. Yeah, I don't think you like. It's like no one's mentioned yeah. Black Star having kids yet, and nope, if it ha- he has, and if it has been mentioned, I forgot. So, and even if you it just, does, you, just you wait. Black Star has some uh, unfortunate romantic entanglements. He, he deserves it. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you follow a boy against God. But hey, he was cute, says Black Star. What? Brambleclaw's- <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Stop teasing me with these sexy, sexy premonitions. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You just, like, laid out, like, such, like, a, a divine platter and said, Oop, not yet. Gotta wait. Gotta wait till, uh, series three, my guy. <gasps> oh, that's closer, though. Yeah, that's closer than you would could have ever hoped. Brambleclaw says he doesn't think they should kill these kitty pets. Romanclaw says they killed his apprentice. He wants revenge. Uh, You know what? If someone killed a fresh-faced young young adult that I was in charge of caring for, and they had the audacity to be from the suburbs, I too, if we were like in a purge situation where I also have (sighs) an apprentice for some reason... If it's the end of the world and you have an apprentice and some other guy. Yeah, and I'm also a, like a militia member. I don't know. <laughs> but but Brambleclaw points out that if they kill the kitty pets, the two legs will want revenge. Will the kitty but which we're putting a lot of faith in the kitty pets figuring it out. We have to kill them where the kitty cats can't see. No, they're gonna kill them, the kitty pets. Or, you know, the t- you mean the two legs? I'm just saying, those two legs let their cats wander around outside. It could have been a wolf. Yeah. I- I'm just... I- yeah. I- I'm i saying, if we don't do it in front of the 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 two legs, like, can we... I know that that's their nest. But if we, like, lure them out, like, I don't think they know that their cats are killing other cats right now. So, if we just... If we wait till they're on our home turf and kill them, the... the- it doesn't seem like the I don't know I I suppose I don't know maybe the two legs will come out looking but if we hide real good they might think it's a fox or something. Mm. Rowan Claw asks how they're supposed to get them to leave them alone. Ask nicely. Have we Scroll tried Flight that? Suggests, well, Scrollflight suggests that they trap them and make them promise to stay away. With all of them together, they'll be scared out of their fur. Rambleclaw says so that's an idea. And Squirrelflight is startled and pleased by his support. I'm startled. I'm not pleased. Sounds suspicious. But Blackstar decides that it's worth a try. When Russifer appears, Blackstar lays down the plan. He'll trap the kitty, kitty pets, make them promise to stay away, and tell them that if they lay a claw on any of their cats again, they'll kill them. This is a weird and Blackstar point. means that. Like, okay. He's like, we. I will. I will kill them. I no, I, Black Star. I'm, I'm not doubting you. I'm actually surprised this wasn't the step one. But like, I suppose you're trying to not be. After I mean, you saw what happened in Blood Clan, like then and you hey, know. Yeah, and also we just know what happens when two legs. Hurt us. Step one. But for now, they're not going to hurt them any more than necessary, and he asks Rowan Claw if that's clear. Rowan Claw dips his head. I know, I know we're in the UK, but like, yeah. Do like farmers in the UK have guns? I don't know. I'm just curious, like, how terrifying would it be if they were like, not only do they have monsters, but they have these like terrifying appendages that they can take on 
at random that explode and kill you in a it, but without touching you. That'd be awful. Like if you had no reference for what a gun is and someone died from a gun, like right? What would you I, you would think it was like dark magic, like yeah. Ugh. Well, it seems like they've just been throwing things at them so far, so. So they probably don't have, like, I mean, I don't know, hang on. Apparently this is a more common question. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's as common. No. Uh, so. Oh my god. I, I really don't think they do, because, like, in 2020, only 4% of, like, murders in England and Wales, apparently, were from guns. So, wow. I, I know, like, a lot of... Are you gonna bring us gun facts next episode? No. <laughs> I just... I, I'm sorry. I Maybe this is an inappropriate joke, but as an American, seeing gun laws like this is, like, peeking into a fantasy world. <laughs> like so yeah i i actually i, I don't want to read too much into it because it might just make me sad um maybe one day we'll also have good gun laws ugh. anyway until that day uh if if you are from the uk and have any like farmer family or like our farmer and you can maybe just let us know if it's common in any way um just let us know Russifer is going to lead the patrol. Blackstar will stay and guard camp. May Starplane be with you, Blackstar says, before retreating back to the bushes. I just, I love how they describe the Shadow Clan camp as like, oh, there's like no cats here, and then they just show up. Hi. Well, they were outside the camp. We are a clan of rogues. Yeah, I know, but I'm, I know. It's just the shadows. Way- the way they describe it, it literally sounds like they are, like, coming out of, like, tunnels of, like, birth. Ha! Well, Russifer brings the patrol a few fox lengths away from the two-life nest. The kitty pets are sitting on the stone wall around the nest. The black and white tom Tawny Pelt was fighting, and the light brown tabby that Squirrelflight had chased out the day before. They both look well-fed and sleepy. Rowanclaw hisses that they should attack now. They don't know they're here. No, Rutherford snaps. They'll run into their nest as soon as they see them. And they are no match for the two legs. Even she knows that. Brambleclaw suggests that one cat goes and pretends to be injured. If what ShadowClan says about them is true, they won't pass up the chance to attack an easy victim. Then some of them can get between them and the wall so they can't flee back to the nest. Brambleclaw asks Rossifer what she thinks. Great Star Clan. A Thunder Clan cat with brains, she mutters. And she'll decides she decides that they'll go with that plan. They need a cat to act as bait. Tawny Pelt and Squirrel Flight volunteer at the same time. But Russifer chooses Tawny Pelt since they might guess a trick if they pick up a different scent. Brambleclaw pushes his nose into his sister's fur and tells her not to worry. They won't let them hurt her. And she gives him a long look. She knows. Tawny Pelt limps out into the clearing and collapses on her side as if she were too exhausted to go any further. Rowanclaw, Oakfur, Thornclaw, and Cloudtail creep around from both sides to cut them off. The rest stay where they were. Russetfur tells them to keep quiet, even when fighting. They don't want the two legs to hear them. When they see Tawny Pelt, the kitty pets jump down and stalk towards her. Russetfur gives a signal for the cats to circle behind them, and Tawny Pelt begs the cats not to hurt her. The Tom thrusts his muzzle into her face. They won't. They'll just take a few pawfuls of her fur. The tabby says that'll teach her to come into their place. And they slash a paw at Tawny Pelt's face. Jeez! Right? What tools? What? Why are you guys, like, weird sadists? Like... 
Um, I don't, this is like creepy. Uh, also, I just was deep on a UK forum. Um, oh my gosh. Probably could have used without like all of the weird xenophobic co- uh, comments, but it seems like, yeah, like they do have like, uh, like guns, but like they're not like handguns. They're more so like, you know, for like, like game. Hunting rifles. Yeah. Yeah. And. It, but it doesn't seem to be, like, as common, but, like, yeah, they do have them, but, like, it's a more in- enduring, uh, and more exhaustive process, so. Yeah. And, and they also, like, have dogs and whatnot to keep, uh, apparently. Yeah. Apparently they have, uh, a homicidal cats, or at least this yeah. bar does They don't even need the two legs to throw things for them, because they just want to t- torture. Yeah. Yo. This is creepy. Now, Rosifer leapt out of the bracken. The kitty pets take one look at the advancing cats and turn to flee. Yeah, you the better run. behind them were advancing shoulder I'm gonna, to shoulder. I'm gonna hold Tawny Pelt and be like, I'm so sorry, honey. The tabby lets out a wail while the tom rushes into battle. He takes Cloudtail off his paws, then Rowan Claw leaps at him. Tawny Pelt springs at the tabby, Rainwhisker and Russifer piled on top. Squirrelflight launches herself at the tom and rakes her claws across his face. I'll show you. Brambleclaw, <laughs> Brambleclaw comes and pins him down while Rowanclaw sank his teeth into the tom's haunches. <laughs> Don't mess with our warriors, Squirrelflight hisses. And she's speaking for all the clans. <laughs> and she's ready to kill if a single hair is harmed on any cat. From any one of them. That's so cool. She's so cool. She's so cool. Russet fur is growling at the tabby. Then she stalks over to the tom. She tells him that he's a kitty pet and they belong with their two legs. You are saying the forest words. <laughs> the forest is theirs, and if they cause any more trouble, they know they would what would happen to them. Understand? The tom spat at her. Understand? Squirrelflight repeated. Or would he rather she bite his throat open now? And the Tom growls that he understands. <sniffs> Russifer orders them to let go. They can go back to their two legs and stay there. Mm-hmm. The kitty pets flee for the nest. They hear the door open and a two-leg voice raised an alarm. Why do we know what a door Russifer... is? I don't know. Why would we call it a nest? I guess, like, it's, it, it'd be, like, really, I, I guess I understand it from a writing point of view. They're like, uh, they, suddenly, a hole appeared in the nest. Ah, crap, this is their door. Well, it's like the, it's like the, the abandoned two-leg place that they found, and it says how they go up the steps, and then they get in, and they're like, what are those weird things going vertically upwards? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you just said stairs three paragraphs ago. Like, maybe, yeah, I guess it's more of a consistency problem than it is, like, uh, <laughs> uh but I imagine it'd be kind of hard. Uh, anyway, anyway, moving on. Well, they look, they're scary, so Russifer signals the patrol and they run back into the shadow Ooh, of the pine go. trees. They didn't stop until they were in sight of the camp. And I think we'll stop there. We'll find out, uh, we'll find out Black Star's. Uh, reaction. I hope someone makes sure Tiny Pelt's good. I mean, I know she's an adult and she's like a tough girl, but like, it'd be nice if someone she was, was like, just... "Hey, you good? That was messed up. What was that? I I just think it's messed up. Okay, and it was really messed up. But she was just pretending to be hurt. I know, but they, I don't know. Anyway, yes, we'll stop there. We all we all want to make sure Tiny Pelt's okay. Yeah, I'm sure. she she's tough. She's her. tough. She's um, so tough. If you're tough, you're tough like Tawny Pelt, guys. Uh, follow <laughs> us on Instagram or Twitter at WCWITCast. Or shoot us an email telling us how tough you are at WCWITCast at gmail.com. And if you want to help out this podcast, then fight a fist fight someone. Just kidding. Don't do that. No, please don't do that. Please don't. Um instead use your words use your words and tell them to listen to this podcast yeah and be like hey did you know today uh well not today but 
in two days, Friday, September 30th, will be International Podcast Day. Here's a podcast I listen to. Do you listen to any podcasts? Maybe you'll find a good one. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know which other uh, podcast you listen to uh, on Twitter, Instagram, or through our email. Yeah. Because I'm Amber Hart. And I'm Tanglethorn. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? Don't fist fight your friends. Please. Please. <laughs> <laughs>